0: بِسَّمِ الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد وانجابر رضي الله تعالى عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال اتقوا الظلم فإن الظلم ظلمات يوم القيامة واتقوا الشح فإن الشح أهلك من كان قبلكم حملهم على أن سفكوا دماءهم واستحلوا محارمهم رواه مسلم this hadith we began the discussion yesterday Jabir radiyallahu ta'ala who narrates that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Ittaqul zulm abstain from all forms of oppression as we mentioned the words Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used when prohibiting us from zulm and oppression Is the word ittaku, which comes from the word taqwa or wiqaya, which means, as we know, the meaning of the word taqwa is very, very vast, very comprehensive. It's normally a term that we use in our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is an element of khashiyat, of fear in it. So, the similar prohibition. Allah's Alaihi ﷺ uses with oppression, that ittaku, fear oppression, stay away from it at all costs. Do not find yourself molded or branded with this, that you are a zalim, that you are one that oppresses others. Why? Fa'innah dhulma dhulumatun yawma al Qiyamah? Rasulullah said that zulm, oppression, will Take on the form of several layers of darkness on the day of judgment. Allah Ta'ala tells us in the Quran, "Yumtara al-mu'minoon wa al-mu'minat, yasa' an nur hum bi-na'idhim wa bi-imanihim." Bishrakum al-yumajannat. Allah Ta'ala says, "The true believers on the day of judgment, yasa' an nur hum bi-na'idhim wa bi-imanihim." On their right hand side, on their left hand side, in front of them. From every direction they will be enshrouded with light, with noor on the Day of Judgment. And Those who will be the oppressors, those who will have usurped the rights of others, we find that contrary in this hadith of Rasulullah a completely different imagery is created. That of total complete darkness on a day when obviously the need for noor, for light, will be very, very intense and very great. When it comes to zulm, uh, we find that this term also is used in many places in the Qur'an. And ulama ikram have mentioned that zulm and oppression takes on very different forms. One is obviously the height of zulm, the greatest form of zulm. Allah Ta'ala says, in الشِّرْكَ zulmun عَظِيمٌ that to ascribe partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is zulm azim this is the greatest and the highest form of zulm and oppression. Then there is what we call zulmul ibad where a person has to oppress the slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his fellow human beings. Here, ulama-i say say, no'an, there are two types, generally, if you have to look at it from a broad aspect. One is, zulm bitarqil wajib lahum. There are certain compulsory rights which fellow human beings, those whom we come into contact with, particularly if they are Muslims or believers, they enjoy over us. To not fulfill any of those obligatory rights, that is a form of zulm. Example, the Rasul ﷺ in one hadith he mentioned, the reason I'm mentioning this is because it's pertinent to our dealings with one another. Find very often you take a loan from somebody, you're owing somebody some financial obligation. One is you don't have the means. If you don't have the means, at the time of procuring the loan, if your intention was to defraud or do the person down, that is a form of zulm, that is a form of oppression. However, if you were sincere and innocent, you procured the loan with the genuine intention to pay it back, there was some dire need or necessity, then circumstances conspired to put you in a situation now where you are unable to pay the person back, then obviously you make some sort of reparation with that individual, get some time, etc. thats That won't constitute zulam. But more often than not, we find that Debtors are in a position to pay their creditors, but still they make them beg. Still they make them go to all sorts of difficulties, resort to legal counsel, resort to people interceding, etc., getting people to contact this person that please pay back what you owe. And we find that very often the person has the means to pay back, but he is unnecessarily delaying. This will constitute a form of zulm. Clearly in the hadith of Rasulullah wasallam said, "Matalul Ghani Zulmun." He said, if you have the means to discharge your debt and you still delay, you still make the debtor beg you for payment, Allah's Rasul said, this is zulm. This is also a form of oppression. The other type of zulm which Ullama Ikram mentioned is the more conventional type when it comes to dealing with the slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with your fellow human beings. عُدْوَانٌ عَلَيْهِمْ بِأَخْذِ One is where you directly oppress the person by taking something of his that does not belong to you or or by you defiling their dignity or their honor. In other words, spread malicious rumors about somebody, make rebat about somebody, speak bad about somebody, attack the dignity and honor of your fellow Muslim, this is also zulm, this is also a form of oppression. To take usurp his wealth or in any way to harm his dignity or honor, this will constitute zulm. And we find that Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, Fear this. We find in many places, different words are used in the Quran and in the Ahadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when we are prohibited from something. For example, اِجْتَنِبُوا كَثِيرًا مِّنَ Allah says in Surah Hujurat, اِجْتَنِبُوا كَثِيرًا مِّنَ Stay away from excessive suspicion. Now if you look at this word Arabic, in Arabic, اجتنبو, it comes from the word janib. Janib means corners. So we find that two corners will never meet. They are always far apart for them to be corners. So the hikmat in that, ijtanibu kathiram mina dhann. إِنَّ بَعْضَ الظَنِ إِثْمَ وَلَا تَجَسَسُ وَلَا yaghtab ba'dukum بَعْضًا Allah Ta'ala says, like the word janib, like two corners will never meet distance yourself from excessive suspicion. Because excessive inna ba'da ithm at times, suspicion will take the form of guna and sin. wala tajassasu, do not spy on one another. wala yaghtab ba'dukum ba'da, do not make ghebat of one another. Now if you look at this verse of the Quran, Allah Allah says, ijtanibu, stay away, janib, distance yourself. Then, wala tajassasu, do not be suspicious of one another. Do not spy on one another. وَلَا بَعْضًا Do not make ghibah of one another. So the word la, this is prohibited. The word جَالِبْ, distance yourself. We find that if you compare these types of prohibition, this is an even higher level of prohibition. Where Rasulullah says, اِتَّقُوْا Fear this. Fear this. Distance yourself from this at all costs. Do not be a zalim. Do not be an oppressor. In one hadith, Nabi S.A.W. says, اتَّقِ al الْمَظْلُومِ If you are going to oppress somebody, and that man is going to raise his hand, he's going to make dua, he's going to curse you. He said, fear that dua. اتَّقِ Fa الْمَظْلُومِ فَإِنَّهُ لَيْسَ wa وَبَيْنَ Allah hijab Because there's no hijab, there's no veil between this dua and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in some riwayat it comes, Allah Ta'ala tells the Muslim, I will help you, if not now, later on. So this is something, my respected brothers, we have to take stock of. Take these ahadiths seriously. Am I oppressing somebody? Whether it's your wife, whether it's your children, whether it's your business associates, whether it's your staff at home, the way you speak to them, the way you interact with your fellow Muslims, the way you interact with your fellow human beings. At all costs, Do not fall into the suff of those who are oppressing others in your financial dealings, in your social dealings, etc. Some of us, mashallah, our financial dealings are 100% in order, but our tongues are very loose. We hurt people constantly. We defile the the, the dignity and honor of people constantly. All these are types of zulm and oppression. And Rasulullah said, fear this, distance yourself from this. Why? فَإِنَّ الظُلْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ Because this will take on the form of intense darkness on the Day of Judgment. And then as we mentioned previously, shock, miserliness, coupled with greed, this is also a form of zulm and oppression. wherein you are holding back the rights, financial rights, people are in need, and Allah Ta'ala has given you the means to assist them, Obviously, there are those that rights that are obligatory, zakat, etc. And normally in the month of Ramadan, a lot of emphasis is placed on zakat. From the type of questions that people are asking recently, we find that still there is a great deal of ignorance when it comes to the masail of zakat. And it is very, very important for us to learn the masail of zakat. This is... Zakat comes from the word Tazkiyah. Tazkiya means a form of purification. By discharging our zakat correctly, we are actually purifying our wealth. Not only purifying it, we are protecting our wealth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will protect your wealth. Your wealth will be purified. There is such fadilat, such virtues in the discharging of zakat. We've already run out of time, but just very briefly we find one verse of the quran allah taala wherein the injunction of zakat is mentioned khudh مِنْ أَمْوَالِهِمْ صَدَقَةً tutahhiruhum وَتُزَكِّيهِمْ بِهَا biha allah taala instructs rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wa to collect zakat from the believers khudh مِنْ amwalihim صَدَقَةً the sadaqah refers to zakat in this verse already two of these benefits that i mentioned allah taala mentioned tutahhiruhum allah says we will Purify them. Tazkiyah is a higher level of purification. So the wealth will be purified, wealth will be protected. But what is ajib about this verse is that Allah Ta'ala instructs Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam two things in this verse. One is Allah's Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is instructed by Allah to enact the injunction of zakat, the collecting of zakat. Collect zakat from them. Then there is a second command to Rasulullah s.a.w. in this verse. That those that discharge their zakat salli alayhim. Now what is salli alayhim? Salli is normally we associate this with salawat, with durud upon Rasulullah s.a.w. Inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalloon ala nabi Allah in his malaika sends salawat. Allah sending salawat is rahmat. Salawat of the malaika is dua. They make dua for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya ayyuha alayhidina amanu, sallu alayhi. Allah ta'ala commands the believers, you also send salawat on Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Ya ayyuha amanu, sallu alayhi. O you who believe, send salawat on Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi. wa And Allah's Habib sallallahu sallam is commanded by Allah that you also send salawat. For oh, who should you send salawat? Sallu alayhim. Send salawat for those who discharge their zakat. Allah commands Rasulullah ﷺ in the Quran, Salli alayhim, umay nabi, send salawat for them. Obviously, in the context of Rasulullah ﷺ, what this means is make dua for them. So you want the dua of Rasulullah ﷺ. Allah's Habib ﷺ is commanded by Allah, Salli alayhim, send salawat upon those who discharge their zakat. So one, it is obligatory. There is no leeway. Two and a half percent, there is no leeway in that. But very very importantly is to understand how to discharge zakat, find out from the ulama, make sure our zakat is being discharged correctly and understand that in all that if we do it happily, if we do it from the bottom of our heart, if we do it correctly, we are getting the du'as of Rasulullah وسلم.